Welcome to BYU Radio's Big Stories, a show dedicated to the incredible tales surrounding the opponents of the BYU Cougars. I'm your host, Cleon Wall. Every football-crazed kid across the U.S. dreams of being a quarterback, leading their team to the game-winning touchdown, and then being carted off the field by adoring fans and admiring teammates. Very few of those kids receive a scholarship offer to play QB, let alone in the Big 12. In today's episode, we've got a story of one quarterback who received that rare opportunity and gave it all up to walk on to the Iowa State men's basketball team. I'm called to serve other people. Conrad Holly doesn't seem to care about stuff a lot of Division I athletes crave. I'm not somebody who likes uh, attention or like nicknames and whatnot. The Cyclones' junior forward is indifferent to the fact that he only scored two points in the 2022-23 season, nor does it really bother him that he only played 21 minutes. I don't really care much about stats. Conrad is even put off by a special title given to him by head basketball coach T.J. Otzelberger. He's known as the CEO, which stands for Chief Energy Officer. Yeah, like I'm not a fan of the nickname, but I love the job. So like my job is to be the best energy guy, the best teammate. If, if you would have asked me two years ago where I'd be, I, the last place on earth I would think is in Ames, Iowa, playing basketball. Conrad Hawley was a football player first and foremost at Raymore Peculiar High School just outside of Kansas City was hoping someone would offer him a scholarship to toss spirals around the field at the next level. My high school team was pretty good. We had a really good defense. I had really good players all around me. And uh, they helped me play really well and, and have some good games and win a lot of games. And then as the season went on, we just kept winning. Um, and we won a state championship. Holly was named Missouri's Offensive Player of the Year. Scholarship offers started to come in, but one stood out, Kansas. It was his one and only offer from a Power Five school. Conrad gladly accepted, graduated high school early, and headed off to KU. But the dream started to fade after he arrived in Lawrence. The fall season happened, and then just as the fall season went on, I knew that didn't want to play football anymore. Conrad was giving up on that dream of young football players everywhere. I just remember uh, playing football and just kind of like losing the love for it and just um, every day, just not not enjoying it anymore, not enjoying throwing. Uh, you still obviously enjoy being around with the guys and leadership components and stuff like that, but I just, I knew I had a, a bigger purpose than just throwing a ball around, and I knew I wanted to change and do something else in my life, so that's kind of what happened. To be fair, Conrad didn't just fall out of love with football, but with who he was as a person. And I just remember I spent a lot of time in my life, and especially at the University of Kansas, just being like a, a selfish guy and thinking about me, 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 and then why is this not happening to me? Why am I not getting that? Why is this not happening for me? And I just realized it was a really shallow way to live, and it just wasn't good for myself or it wasn't good for the people around me. So I just decided, you know, like, it's, it's not about me. It's just about how am I going to make someone else's day better and how am I going to push someone else to achieve their dreams? Because I know if I do that stuff, I'll get the people around me in my life that'll help me do that for my goals. Conrad didn't believe he could reach his full potential as a leader and motivator as a backup quarterback at Kansas. He left the team and campus and moved to Fort Collins, Colorado. 
I was going to go to Colorado State and just be like a regular student. I wasn't really thinking about playing sports again. Uh, so I wasn't in college. I wasn't on a team or anything like that from January to the end of May. I worked three jobs. I worked at a gym so I could uh, work out for free. I worked at a restaurant so I could eat for free. And I worked at an outdoor goods store so I had some money in my bank account and I could afford to pay for my apartment. And I was just working out there for four or five months and felt pretty lonely, didn't feel too purposeful. I was kind of just wandering, didn't know what like my next steps were. And I just called my dad. And, and uh, luckily through high school, I was on some pretty good teams and I was a decent player back in the day. And so we were just like, hey, like want to play basketball again. Conrad researched different college basketball programs and coaches. He was enamored by Coach T.J. Otzelberger and his Iowa State Cyclones. But Coach T.J. told website Cyclone Fanatic that he was skeptical when he heard of Conrad's desire to join the team. What did Conrad want out of this experience? So Conrad had to sell his vision over the phone. And from that initial conversation, the former QB knew he wanted to play Otzelball. I like disciplined people. I like serious people. I like guys who are about the work. And that gets thrown around a lot in college sports and in sports in general. But I just knew from that conversation, none of it was about basketball. None of it was about, he was very upfront and honest. Like, this is exactly what we're asking of you. This is exactly what we need of you. And uh, you got to get that done. And it was super serious. And he, you could tell that he needed to hear it in my voice that I was serious about my job and what I'm coming here to do. Coach asked Conrad to spend the summer in Ames to see if he would be a good fit with his potential teammates. I hadn't played basketball in three years up until that point, like no organized basketball. So it was just cool to like get on the court with them and see how good they were and how like much uh, how much more athletic they are than me because I'm super slow and don't jump very high. Conrad's confidence never wavered. I felt like the whole time that like there's no way I'm not going to provide value and they just needed to see it with their own eyes so we just spent the whole summer together and we go freaking hard in the summer we practice hard we lift hard we run hard we eat hard everything we do is freaking hard and i love hard stuff so it made the summer like the best summer of my life i feel like after the summer they just kind of told me that uh that they respected you know the way i work and what i do and they want me to keep getting better and um just kind of gave me like a head nod of like hey like like you've you've earned it, and but you have a whole much more you can do. You can continue to get better. You continue to elevate your leadership and all that stuff. Conrad was officially named the chief energy officer. That title comes with a special seat on the bench to make sure he brings energy to his teammates at all times during games. But that energy extends beyond games, way beyond. What do you remember about the first time that you met him? The way we practice, we, we get in here at like 6.30 every morning. This is senior forward Trey King, who transferred from Eastern Kentucky. Everybody is normally tired and, you know, still trying to get themselves mentally prepared for practice. And this guy just comes in fired up, screaming, yelling, um, greeting everybody at the door, um, just really amped up for practice. And I'm like, how, like, who is this dude? I was like, why does he have so much energy? Like, it's, it's 6.30, like, you got to chill, bro. But like... That's just how he is. We compete at everything we do. Every morning, uh, it's me and my guys thing. We just, whoever can say good morning first. So it's just trying to beat each other right off the start from saying good morning. So like now when I get up every morning, like I have in my mind, okay, I got to beat him to say good morning. Cause um, when you say good morning, that's us winning the day. So like we want to check off everything and, and we've turned everything to a competition. So how, how have you done on beating him at good morning? I beat him today actually. 
after practice every day, they make us get in the cold sub, and he started this thing called Head First Friday. And so we were all just sitting in there, uh, just talking, chilling, just trying to mentally just get ourselves ready to just to get in it because it's not the best feeling in the world. And he just runs in, throws his towel on the ground, and yells, Head First Friday, and just jumps in the cold sub head first and like makes the biggest splash, and he just screams. He's like, I love it, I love it, I love it. What is it like for you to guard someone? I mean, are you just all over him the whole entire time when you're out? I honestly just try and foul him, uh, just like, <laughs> and, and hopefully I get away with the foul because they're so much faster than me. So I try and like take away space and, and use my unathleticism to my advantage, if that makes sense. But yeah, that's what it's like. Anyone get upset at you for that? All the time, all the time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, all forgiven time. after practice, though? Yeah. yeah, we can be friends after practice. That's, that's the way it works here. He's not one of the, the most athletic guys. He's not the most talented, but I mean, he's a competitor. I mean, the biggest thing he does, he pushes you mentally, he pushes you physically. Um, with the fouling, I mean, he makes you stronger with the ball. He makes sure like you have to, you have to be prepared when he's guarding you because you know it's coming. I think he's... Uh, an extension of coach, honestly. I mean, um, even though he doesn't play a lot, he's a coach on the floor, and he shows us things that we might not see, and he encourages us when we're down if coach gets on us and stuff like that. So, like, I think that it, like, everything that he does, it carries over to the game, and, I mean, we can't be more grateful to have a guy like him. Trey relied on Conrad after transferring to ISU. During that time when I couldn't play, um, we were lifting six days a week, doing extra conditioning together. So he always pushed me in and helped me to stay focused on, you know, what was coming because, you know, there were times um, during that whole stretch where, you know, it gets very monotonous and you're like, what am I doing? So he saw at times I was very antsy and very frustrated. So he helped me stay grounded and stuff like that and to stay patient. What do you do outside of playing basketball to, to stay, you know, close together as teammates? Um, I mean, we do everything from go to the movies together. We go play pool. Um, we go to the pool together. We just hang out. We, uh, one of the biggest things we do is after dinner every day, we come to uh, my apartment and we play Mario Kart for like two and a half hours every day. Conrad's energy and leadership have rubbed off on other players. I've definitely seen other guys jump out of their shell way more. I've seen mindsets change. I've seen verbiage change. Like I've, I've, I remember being around guys that were like, yeah, I'm tired, I'm sore. To a month later, they're like, screw that, I'm here. I'm ready to work right now. Uh, guys who are quiet are all of a sudden extremely good vocal leaders on our team, like Taman Livesey. First off, love that dude. He's a dog. He's younger than me. I look up to him. He's a he's like the coolest dude. He's our starting point guard. He's a stud. That dude last year rarely talked. Like just super quiet guy, led by example. This year he's stepped up so much as far as like his voice goes and he's found his voice. He's confident with his, in his voice. He leads us. He leads me. Conrad appreciates when his teammates lead out because he doesn't always have the energy needed to be the master motivator. So I remember last year I was having an off day. I was every excuse in the book. I'm sick. I'm tired. I didn't get enough sleep. Yada, yada, yada. And TJ, he just walked past me and he said, it was a Saturday practice. He said, oh, so you're only a Monday through Friday guy, huh? just kind of challenging me like dude like like this is your job you got to do it every day have you received any feedback from coach tj about the job you're doing he's like he's super kind to me he's uh he makes me feel extremely important and and valued and i think that's what great leaders do i mean he didn't have to he didn't have to accept me as a walk-on he didn't have to give me a job as a walk-on he didn't have to um, give me a leadership role give me challenges like he doesn't have to do that at all as a head coach at a big 12 program for a walk-on guy you know like he didn't have to do that at all so 
the things he's done for me and my life and how I've progressed as a person. Like, I, I can't thank this dude enough. Like, he's the best. How are you able to survive financially right now? I take out loans. Could get expensive on the back end. Yeah. Um, would you want a scholarship? Uh, I'm not in this for money. I'm not in this for... Uh, getting rewarded anything like that my my reward and my scholarship is me being on the team so no it doesn't matter to me conrad soaks up all the leadership lessons he's learned to dispense them to young athletes who might become scholarship players or walk-ons i'm really passionate about public speaking and, and i think it's been great to speak to kids around you know because i've i've been the best player on a team before i've been a role guy on a team before and i'm the worst player on my team now so no matter your role and no matter where you're at and no matter what's happening for you as a player or your team or anything, like you can find a way to add value to the group and impact winning and win a lot. So that's what I try to do. I've never had a teammate like him. The biggest thing that like I got from him is just changing my mentality instead of, you know, um, kind of dreading, you know, getting up early, like having to practice. I, I had to, to switch the way I thought and be like, oh, I have this opportunity to really be in here and to get better. And um, and I just really take advantage and be appreciative of everything. I think that's the biggest thing he's taught me. I feel like, you know, as time goes on and the older I get, the more I try and search for like my purpose and like why I'm here um, on this planet. And the, the purpose I've come up with myself is I'm, I'm called to serve other people. Uh, so it's it's my job, and I'm here to push others, love others, hold other people accountable, and I want the same thing to happen to me in return. What's the plan after this is all over with? Um, I mean, I have some pretty like private, personal goals that I want to do in my life, and some things I want to accomplish. But um, after school's done, I'm going to go do those things, and, and then I'm going to continue to serve other people doing those things. Thanks for listening to BYU Radio's Big Stories. This episode was produced by myself and Nathan Cannon. Music and post-production by Kevin West. Make sure you watch BYU TV's Big Stories by logging on to BYUSN.com. Big Stories is a production of BYU Radio. BYU Radio.